You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place because it's time to win with dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Hey, folks. Thanks for joining me today on Win With Dogs. I'm Raquel. We're talking pet health here on Pet Life Radio. Today, I have an exciting, exciting topic. We are speaking with Dr. Jeffrey Kozak, who is an orthopedic spinal surgeon with humans who has started a canine health institute in Houston. And now the thing I love about this place is he offers all kinds of alternative modalities such as acupuncture, chiropractic care, treadmills, hydrotherapy, heat therapy, massage, etc. to help our pups deal with pain, which we know um, from various other podcasts I've given, pain is really tough to deal with in animals. And as Dr. Jeffrey Kozak is going to tell us, um, one of the things that prompted him to start his clinic was all of the unnecessary euthanizations of animals with orthopedic stuff and arthritis and pain. So I'm super excited to be talking with someone, number one, who has experience in human health and has seen the translation across you know into the canine world how it can help with canines too as you know my book stretch your dog healthy touches exactly on this so i'm super excited to see what kind of input he has and what kind of results he's been getting i'm sure they're fabulous but hang tight we're going to take a short commercial break get comfy get your notepad out (laughs) and we're going to get into the world of helping our dogs with pain through alternative modalities speaking with Dr. Jeff Kozak hang tight hey don't you go anywhere we'll be right back to win with dogs right after this quick water break hey ready to take a walk Not just you, but the whole family. It's the 2009 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 7th from 11 to 3 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2009, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win with Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. Welcome back to Win with Dogs. Thanks for being with us. Today, Dr. Jeffrey Kozak started Canine Health Institute in Houston. Dr. Jeff, thank you so much for being with me today. I'm delighted to see your clinic and what you guys are doing down there. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Oh, yeah. So, you started as a spinal orthopedic surgeon in humans, and I'm assuming that you realized one day maybe you had an aha moment where you're like, wait, the same kind of principles can be applied to our animals in dealing with joint issues and pain issues. Uh, that's Is that correct. Right? Yes, ma'am. Um, basically started about 30 years ago in my human practice, and uh, as the years went by, I saw the, the benefits of pain management and rehabilitation. So I uh, made efforts to evaluate the opportunities taking care of the companion animals in our lives. Uh, we're big, big dog people, so uh, it, the initial vision was, was pain uh, management and rehabilitation. Uh, we basically looked at what was being provided in the human world and made an effort to provide that to, uh, to our animals. Which is great. I mean, I'm constantly trying to get people on board to start something like that here in Nashville because I, being a personal trainer and physical therapist, I see so much benefit from simple things like keeping your weight down and massage and stretching and acupuncture and really risk-free modalities to help our dogs with pain. I'm I have always considered treating pain in dogs really something tough to do with conventional methods. Am I right about that in terms of just the pain pills and stuff like that don't really cut it for most dogs? Yeah, it's difficult uh, from more than one perspective. I, I believe that identification of pain in our animals is, is a challenge, can certainly be overcome with astute owner observation and observation of, of the doctors. Uh, but it's difficult to identify uh, pain, and then there are certain breeds which are relatively stoic, and they're even more difficult on the pain identification end. And then certainly, as you pointed out, the the treatment of pain is, is difficult. Um, like happens anywhere in medicine, there are traditional approaches, uh, often which are anti-inflammatory medication, um, in uh, in the canine population, and certainly uh, we feel like that there's a, a lot of progress that can be made in this arena. Yeah, I do too. I think, you know, there's definitely a place for these conventional modes of treatment, but they're minimally effective in really addressing the issue, you know, spinal degeneration, hip, you know, dysplasia, stuff like that. So I notice on your website at caninehealthinstitute.com, for all those who you want to go check it out, you have all these modes of treating pain in our animals. That's acupuncture, you have chiropractic care, cryotherapy, conditioning, heat therapy, hydrotherapy, land treadmills, laser therapy, massage, neuromuscular stimulation, ultrasound, weight control, pain management, stem cell therapy, and then diagnostic imaging, which is a breakthrough because I know there aren't very many places that offer MRIs and CT scans 
for our pups. But what have you seen after doing surgeries? Do you see um, that applying these modalities really does help in the recovery process and the maintenance of longevity? Oh, there's no doubt. But not only are these treatments of critical importance after surgery, they're of critical importance before and oftentimes represent an opportunity to avoid surgery altogether. And I think our initial mission was we saw unacceptable euthanasia rates and then we felt like that there was unnecessary surgery that was being pursued prior to completion of the non-surgical options that that you've listed so yeah I totally agree and I love to hear you say preventive (laughs) I'm big into preventive maintenance and I have to be honest with you my book came out about six months ago in October on penguin and I got a lot of are you kidding me? Stretch your dog? Are you kidding? Massage your dog? Are you kidding? And it's like, of course, they're made up of bones and tissues and stuff just like we are. What, what's the response you're getting from some of the vets in your area to this kind of work? Are they opening up to it? I, I think they're slowly opening up to it. But, you know, who really appreciates this oftentimes more than the veterinarians are the owners. Totally. Uh, Sure. The owners know these things and all these principles that you've learned and used over the years as a physical therapist and a trainer uh, with humans, they all apply uh, to our companion animals, just as you have, have pointed out. So I love that you're saying that. I love to hear you say that. Yes, they apply, people. Are you listening? <laughs> it's they definitely. Apply. If anything, they they apply even more so because a lot of dogs are overweight. A lot of dogs do not undergo an adequate exercise program. They're stiff. They're sore. They're arthritic. Uh, they sit at home. They don't they don't uh, engage in exercise programs. So I just could not agree with you more. Yeah, that's great. So what your wife Vicky also was she's involved in starting this with you. How did I'm just so curious, what was the process of deciding what kinds of things to include and I assume you did tons of research looking into what the needs were and what was being done out in the real world till you got to this point. Yes, uh Vicky uh was her initial vision. And we were talking to some veterinarian friends who gave us a number of about 1,000 euthanasia cases per year in Houston of older geriatric arthritic dogs. And us being huge animal lovers, you know, we just immediately said, well, you know, this is unacceptable. We have to do something about this. Yeah. So, so uh, Vicky spent actually about a year uh, traveling across the country and talking to people, looking at rehabilitation uh, clinics. Uh, what we found was that there was, is a growing effort at rehabilitation. Uh, there is very little pain management, and there is very little... Uh, imaging. So we kind of added all this and put in the, the the critical holistic components of chiropractor and acupuncture and massage, and uh, formed our clinic. Um, and then I kind of came along and made an effort to apply what we're doing in humans to our animals at the clinic and duplicate uh, the human care model. And you ended up with the uh, Canine Health Institute. We call it CHI. 
I love I love it. I love it because I I've talked to some people and it's like it started with dental cleaning. <laughs> it started with getting your dog's teeth cleaned. I remember when people were suggesting getting your dog's teeth cleaned. It was like, "What?" And of course that works. Of course the same things apply. Eating a good sound, you know, having a good sound diet, exercise, movement. Of course it all applies to any living thing made up of bones, tissue, muscles. You know, I'm looking at your different modes of treatment you have and one of my clients I have Shiloh who's a German Shepherd he's about 12 and he has some hip dysplasia and of course now then he is since his hind quarters are less strong he's getting severe arthritis in his shoulders and Mm -hmm. such and he does tons of we do tons of massage with him and he's been getting some chiropractic care but I'll tell you he started getting laser therapy and he has improved tremendously. Can you tell me what is what is laser therapy? What is how how does that help so tremendously in some of the arthritis? Well, laser therapy is amplified light, and it actually penetrates the tissue to varying degrees depending on the type of the laser. And that this this laser energy is quite surprising. It, it issue, but it appears to have a curative uh, effect, or at least reducing inflammation in the body part. And this has been studied very carefully, and it's been proven to make surgical wounds heal more quickly. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting that you're a physical therapist because who taught me about laser were the physical therapists at my hospital for my human patients. We do know a, a thing or two. <laughs> yes, and it's uh, there. There are a lot of cases downstairs at my human hospital where the uh, the physical therapist is not compensated in any way for use of the laser, but they all choose to go ahead and use the laser. Uh, you know, at no charge to anybody because they they learn how beneficial it is. So uh, that's. That's the story uh, with laser, and it's kind of a critical part of, of rehabilitation in the mind of all of our therapists and mine as well. Cool. I totally agree. So, Dr. Jeff Kozak, let's repeat a little bit about the laser therapy. You were saying it's amplified light in the body, which actually seems to decrease inflammation, which is so essential for pain management. As I've said on my previous podcast, you know, pain comes as a result of inflammation, and oftentimes the the body overcorrects and overprotects us in a in an attempt to inhibit movement if an area is painful. So all of these modes, not only laser therapy, but you have neuromuscular stimulation. I'm assuming that's the e-stem where you're um, causing contractions with that impulse, a neuroimpulse on the correct. muscle, right? That's correct. And then you've got the hydrotherapy, which is moist um, water water therapy, which essentially is just um, anything moist in terms of treating inflammation. We know moist heat definitely is more effective. If you guys out there listening have a dry heating pad, throw it away. It will be ruining your muscles. But you've got the cryotherapy, which is cold therapy, which is fabulous. Um, icing is great. So all these modes of treatment are risk-free. So I'm thinking, wow, people are considering this a breakthrough place, but you probably are like me looking at this like these are things right at our fingertips that are risk-free, They, I mean, and they help so much. Why are you the first clinic 
why are you the first person doing this is my question to you. I know you don't have an answer, but <laughs> that is my main question. So what kind of acupuncture you get good what's your favorite mode of treatment or are all dogs different is it dependent on the case i think the best tool at the clinic is our underwater treadmill yes uh, underwater treadmill uh, we run the water at differing levels but typically about mid shoulder mm-hmm. and there you know you warm the water uh, and so you get back to the heat issue that you made reference to uh, it is a way to unload the, the skeleton to a certain degree or reduce the amount of load on on the fore and hind limbs of the animal while they're exercising. So you have you know you have stiffness, you have deconditioning, and all these components that we uh, reviewed. And the underwater treadmill is uh, probably our best tool. Uh, we can take animals that have major neurologic deficits from which are you know neurologic problems with their hind limbs due to spinal cord difficulties or animals with severe arthritis and we make huge immediate headway with our underwater treadmills oh uh, man be- i bet so That's it's just a, a, a wonderful tool, I think, for sure. Uh, myself and the therapist there and the veterinarians all like the underwater treadmill the most. Cool. Okay. I want. Unfortunately, I just looked at the clock, and we have to take one more commercial break. So don't go anywhere. Dr. Kozak, you especially don't go anywhere. <laughs> and listeners, hang tight. We're going to be right back with more from Dr. Jeffrey Kozak with the Canine Health Institute. Hang tight. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win With Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. We are back, and Dr. Kozak, I want to talk a little bit more about the underwater treadmill. Oh, my God, swimming. I was a swimmer as an athlete, and um, one of I do a lot of work with orthopedic surgeons here, and they all say swim. If you can swim, swim as a human for rehab. It's fabulous, and so the same holds true for our dogs. I mean, of course it does. What if you don't have access to an underwater treadmill? Can you put like your tiny dachshund, hold them up in the bathtub and let them mimic swimming? Would that be something helpful? I mean, can you do some of this stuff at home? Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt, especially on our smaller dogs. Uh, in the We've even had very small dogs in sinks. <laughs> When we establish uh, our home programs, but the bathtub obviously works for the dachshund-sized animals. And then, of course, a lot of people will have access to a pool, not necessarily a pool that they may own, but a neighbor or a friend or a family member. You know, if if you make the effort and you look for the water options for your animal, we found that the majority of our owners can proceed with a home program uh, with a little bit of homework. Yeah, and that's one thing. So if you're out there and you have a dog who you think could benefit from coming to Canine Health Institute, unfortunately, there's only one right now in Houston, Texas, but... I understand, Dr. Kozak, that you can assess the clients and then, as you're saying, provide um, people with at-home rehab stuff to do. So how much is up to the pet parent to keep up with it? Is it? I always say consistency is the key versus intensity. I mean, it's like a little bit of movement every day. So it's vital, in my opinion, that someone would need homework, you know? I I agree with you totally, and in fact, I believe that the home program and the continuation of the care model is the most important component, hands down. Uh, you can only compl- accomplish so much so quickly with, you know, three times a week treatment for a month or whatever the treatment plan might be and it is those institutes of weight control, regular exercise, administration of whatever therapeutic exercises the physical therapist prescribes along with the veterinarian. It's it's these issues that make the long term the long term picture better. So I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, and I think you're really touching a chord right now. I mean, the timeliness of your clinic is, I mean, I think it's right on. People are starting to realize that it is up to us to keep up with our own health and that we do have some measure of control of our bodies and and it is based on, you know, how you treat it, etc. So I think the timeliness is totally essential for this. I also... I'm wondering, preventative maintenance, you know, let's say our dachshund, I have a dachshund who comes in with spinal cord therapy or spinal cord issues, spondylolisthesis, or a dog with hip issues. Do you assess, I'm just curious, like the symmetry of the dog and say, oh, maybe this muscle's weak, that's what's contributing to the hip issue. How do you go about assessing what's causing all the pain since dogs are nonverbal? You know, how do you go about doing that? 
Well, the initial assessment is done by our veterinarian, and and the, our veterinarians perform a one-hour initial assessment, which includes recording range of motion of all the large joints, uh, careful um, orthopedic and neurologic assessment of uh, the, both the fore and hind limbs. So that's the initiation. We also have physical therapists uh, at the clinic that look at things from more of a physical therapeutic aspect, uh, understanding that a lot of veterinarians, this field of rehabilitation is new. Exactly right. So uh, we're kind of dependent on our physical therapists not only to evaluate uh, the animals, help evaluate the animals, but uh, just as importantly is to teach our veterinarians these these physical therapeutic principles. So yeah, I'm glad that there. You seem to say that people are becoming more open. I like that. I, I had a vet down at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, who about 10 years ago was just going, yes, range of motion exercises work for the dog. And I'm thinking, well, you give a human knee surgery, you're, you have a move the next day. Of course, we would want to do the same thing for our dog. So it still seems like bonking people over the head to just get them to open their eyes about something really common sense. So I'm glad you're on board for sure. What about stem cell therapy? I know I get a lot of human clients asking, hey, when am I going to get to do stem cell therapy so I don't have to get a hip replacement? But they're doing it in the dog world right now pretty successfully, aren't they, using stem cell therapy? Oh, definitely. And uh, we've uh, been working to put together our stem cell program and, you know, the unfortunate part about stem cells is people get confused between the embryonic stem cells and adult stem cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's in the paper all the time is the embryonic cells, which are stem cells from someone else, and they have, they're powerful, but they have a lot of complex side effects uh, as compared to the adult stem cells. And the adult right. stem cells are totally safe. Everybody has stem cells in their body who's alive, uh, and it is just a matter of, of accessing these stem cells that in, are in all of our bodies or are in the bodies of our animals and concentrating them and then placing them back to areas of injury or inflammation. Uh, there have been several excellent, high-quality publications in the world of stem cells which have documented great benefit with tendon healing, with osteoarthritis of the elbows, osteoarthritis of the hips. That, and these, these treatments, they, they represent a conservative option to avoid surgery or at least an option to try prior to surgery. Yeah, totally. You know, I hear so much now of dogs getting ACL repairs and I mean, just exactly the same stuff that the humans are going through. And I've also heard that dogs heal differently than humans in the sense that their tendons cannot repair like humans. Is that, have you found that to be true? To me, that doesn't seem like it makes much sense. No, I mean, I want to I want to say that, you know, I'm I'm just a human doctor and I'm not a veterinarian and I, I would defer to all my veterinarians at the clinic to, to answer this, I I haven't had any personal experience in that respect, and like you say, I don't know that makes a lot of sense. We're we're, we're both mammals, 
Right. And we probably heal our tendons in the same way. Maybe a little bit different on the pace, but I wouldn't think that would be a big issue. I wouldn't either. So here's what my prediction is for you guys down there. I I have always said my work, I do massage work also with dogs and horses and humans, but I've learned so much from working with animals and I think part of it is because they are so subtle and it forces you to kind of approach it differently and think about it differently. I am just curious what you have learned or have you grown tremendously from this work in pain management with dogs in relation to how you apply it to your humans? Oh, no question. Exactly like you say, the, the, the treatment, the identification and treatment of pain in animals is much more of a challenge and you have to be more astute and you have to do uh, a better uh, physical examination and all of your skills have to be honed uh, when you're treating animals as compared to humans. So uh, I think I'm learning more from the clinic than I, than vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the most rewarding part? I love that. Okay. What else? Because we're running out of time and I've just gone crazy asking you everything I want to know. Is there anything that I haven't covered that you would like everyone to know about besides you're at caninehealthinstitute.com? And what else have I left out about you guys down there? Uh, that's the only, the, the fourth component. I mean, we have holistic, we have rehab, we have pain management. But the fourth component of our mission and our vision is imaging. Okay. And it seems that thus far in the veterinary world, there's a lot of treatment that occurs without accurate diagnosis. Right. Where in the human world, of course, the first thing that you do is you proceed with imaging so you have an accurate diagnosis and you can custom uh, customize your, your care plan. So we have an MRI and we have a CT, which is basically the same equipment that we have at any of the human hospitals. And this allows the veterinarians as, as well as the owners and, and Canine Health Institute to accurately uh, determine the diagnosis, and for many of the of the diagnoses, allows for a better uh, treatment plan. Totally does. Well, I'm thrilled with what you're doing down there. And the minute you open franchises, please call me first. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll do that. Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Yeah, I mean, seriously, Dr. Kozak, in Nashville, I mean, I'm swamped, and every every day, multiple times a day, I say, please, can we open some kind of rehab place for dogs here in this town and or anywhere for that matter so when I saw this kind of press release on you guys I freaked out so I would love to have you back as a guest just to see kind of what stuff you're learning down the road as you start dealing with more and more clients and for those of you out there listening if you have a dog with an orthopedic issue or arthritis or something and you really think that they would benefit from getting another opinion, make a trip to Houston. I mean, you know, dogs can live, I think, 25 years. We are barely getting even close to that. Just like humans, we can live to be 120, they say, but we're not close to that. So any kind of stuff to get our little pups longevity would be great. Dr. Kozak, thank you for being a guest on Pet Life Radio, Win With Dogs. It was a pleasure talking to you. Well, thanks so much for the opportunity to talk to you and uh, appreciate your, your focus on all of these important issues. 
Oh, absolutely. And again, it's up to us as pup parents to get the knowledge, find what resonates with our dogs and us, and go out there and win with dogs. Thank you, Mark, for trying to make me sound good through my allergy sniffles. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Raquel, and go win with dogs. Thanks for listening to Pet Life Radio. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs.